This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Coalition for Ethanol at its 35th annual conference in Omaha, August 10th through 12th. Learn more about this year's event at ethanol.org. Well, good Friday afternoon. For Spencer Chase, I'm Jeff Nally. In the news this week, we've seen China protest with missile fire, Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, and China being on the market for U.S. soybean supplies. Matt Bennett with AgMarket.net says China is hard to read. I don't think any of us know exactly uh, what's going on in that entire situation. And, uh, you know, we know what we hear. We know what we see in the media. But uh, plain and simple, the Chinese need beans, and they need more than just South American soybeans. So we know that they need U.S. beans, and I think that's evidenced by the fact that there's a lot of uh, issues we've had this week with the trip uh, to Taiwan. Uh, bottom line is is that, uh, you know, again, they can't get along, get along without U.S. soybeans. And so this is going to be a very interesting tug of war if they truly are as upset as what they let on. The balance of the market hangs in growing conditions for the rest of the U.S. crop year. USDA does offer its August crop outlook one week from today using data from farmer surveys and digital imagery. Some acreage data will also be updated. Ducks Unlimited CEO Adam Putnam says DU is gathering member opinions to offer their suggestions for a new farm bill. Putnam believes DU can be a part of a climate solution for the nation. We believe Ducks Unlimited can be a partner in helping to further mitigate those effects or to enhance the sustainability benefits of those operations using highly functioning wetlands that are not on highly productive agricultural lands anyway that help to be buffers for nutrient removal that are hugely important for biodiversity and wildlife and that impact humans as well. Putnam is worried antagonists will use debate over climate and farm policy to try to take sustainable production tools away from farmers. Uh, we believe uh, in, in, in using the right rates at the right amount of time and, 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 and following all of the labeling uh, guidelines for that so that we can feed the world uh, and do it in, in a sustainable way. Putnam says turning back the clock on production practices won't resolve either production or sustainability goals. You can't turn back time and become old McDonald's farm and still feed 10 billion people with 1% of the workforce who's interested in being full-time farmers. It just won't work. And if you really take a close look at the sustainability or the lack of sustainability of an old McDonald's farm type mindset, it's not something that ultimately is good for land, wildlife, or water. A Minnesota senator believes conservation will play a key role in new farm policy, regardless of which party controls Congress after the fall election. Haley Bickelhopt has more. A Senate Agriculture Committee member says she believes there will be bipartisan support of conservation program funding no matter the outcome of November's elections. Tina Smith spoke with AgriPulse newsmakers about the Inflation Reduction Act. She is optimistic that the conservation funding in the bill will ultimately have bipartisan support, even though Republicans oppose the overall legislation. Let's remember that this is all paid for. Um, and so this is a, the overall package is a deficit reduction package. 
So to start to unwind that, I don't know why you would want to do that when, you know, when uh, not only are these conservation programs really powerful, not only are the um, are the energy programs really popular in red states and blue states, but also um, it's, it's paid for. Smith also said she is not worried the additional funding in the bill will set a harmful precedent for writing future farm bills. We're talking about conservation programs that are significantly oversubscribed. Many more uh, farmers want to participate in these programs than we've had dollars uh, to allow for that. So all of that makes me feel comfortable that we are moving in the right direction and actually moving in the direction that there's already demand for um, in agriculture that we just haven't been able to meet. To hear more from Smith about the Inflation Reduction Act, watch the latest episode of AgriPulse Newsmakers. Reporting in Washington, I'm Haley Bickelhopped. A key member of the livestock community in the U.S. believes there's no single answer to challenges facing the industry. AgriPulse's Spencer Chase has more. Livestock groups and the Biden administration are in agreement that expanding processing capacity would be a big help for the nation's producers. But one leader says the expectations for the effort should be kept in check. Terry Walters is the immediate past president of the National Pork Producers Council. Speaking this week at a Farm Bill Forum in Minnesota, he said the nation's processing capacity would benefit from more facilities, but smaller operations can only do so much. It would take a lot of small lockers to consume what we lost in the Worthington, the Smithfield shutdown in Sioux Falls, and then the slowdown in Austin. When that hit this region during COVID, I don't think you could build enough lockers because all of that is then going to dovetail right back into labor. How are we going to support the labor that we need in this country to do what we do? That's an ongoing challenge, and no discredit to anybody that wants to put a small locker plant up. Have at it. I encourage it. But I do think the labor challenge in rural America is just another piece that we're, we haven't talked about today. It's not really part of the farm bill, but it's real. A shortage of labor is listed as a top issue for a diverse group of commodity organizations nationwide. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Coalition for Ethanol. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Coalition for Ethanol. The American Coalition for Ethanol is hosting its 35th annual conference in Omaha, August 10th through the 12th. This must-attend event features timely updates on ethanol public policy, market development, board of director training, and more. Visit ethanol.org for events details. Well, that's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting for AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Daly.